Hello, everybody. Welcome. I'm Pam Pastor, host of the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast. I'm thrilled that you found me. There's power in the name of Jesus, and as we journey together, we will unleash discoveries of how to turn a heart of stone into one of moldable clay for the potter to transform. I hope you'll join me and others each week as we adventure and explore life together. Periodically, we'll delve into my mailbag and answer questions from listeners just like you. If you do have a question, make sure and email it to me at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Now, in my opinion, society today is looking for peace of mind like never before in history. We all long for peace of mind, especially as more technology emerges. We have many choices vying for our limited time and attention. Our enemy is keenly aware of this distraction and trap and utilizes it often. When we allow for these distractions, we're kept from the very things that edify our faith and afford us with this elusive peace of mind. Therefore, it's an imperative that we keep God and his word at the forefront of our heart and minds. And this is the winning combination for how to succeed and navigate the waters of our seas of Galilee. Scripture tells us not to sin by allowing anger to control us. We're to think or meditate what's vexing us overnight and remain silent in doing so. Oftentimes, by following this word from God, we may diffuse a potentially heart-altering matter. The world tells you and me to just do it and ask for forgiveness later. But this is contrary to the very word in existence of God. We first must seek wise counsel that gives us insight and understanding, and then we're clear to take action. Peace of mind comes from living in integrity beyond the borders of ourselves. We must live thoughtful, intentional, pure lifestyles. This doesn't mysteriously happen. We craft this life and graft it into our heart. It need not matter if we're surrounded by a room full of people or we're in the quiet of our own homes. The great cloud of witnesses that includes the heavenly realms of angel army are always watching. And this should make us grateful that they're interested and prayerful for our blessings. And God shows himself to believers through his son, Jesus, when we follow his word and obey his conduct. Believers will be in the enviable state of inheriting the kingdom of God. The Psalms tell us truly God is good to Israel, to those whose hearts are pure. And we're Israel in that particular instance. And it's hard to understand why the wicked seem to thrive. Where is the justice in this? While the righteous endure hardship after hardship. And when we acknowledge justice will be done one day, we do see God's wisdom. Two themes seem to emerge. First, the wicked prosper, leaving godly people wondering why they bother to be good. And secondly, the wealth of the wicked looks so inviting that faithful people may wish they could trade places. The wealth of the wicked suddenly becomes powerless, though, at death. And these people then want to trade places with God's righteous children who have what their money could not buy, eternal life. 
Psalm 119 verse 11 puts it this way, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Keeping God's word in our heart is a deterrent to sin. This alone should inspire us to memorize scripture. But memorization alone will not keep us from sin. We must also put God's word to work in our life, making it a vital guide for everything that we do. Our hearts are enlarged when we tell God that we will run to follow his commandments, and then we do it. This is an active search and rescue mission. We search for him and he rescues us. We may not be able to remember every sin ever committed, but our heart attitude should be one of continual confession and obedience, allowing for God to work within our lives. The hardest part of repentance is changing an attitude that led to the sin in the first place. But we must remember God's mercies are new and tender toward his children. In Romans chapter 10, verse 10, Paul tells us, For it is believing in your heart that you're made right with God, and it's by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. Our salvation is as close as our lips and mouth are to our heart. When we confess our belief out loud, the angels rejoice and Jesus saves us. How then are we sanctified or made whole with God? The greatest commandment tells us to love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. When we focus on what we can do, love with a heart in alignment with God, we're victors in life. We can publicly demonstrate our faith through our actions without being loud or obnoxious. When we're respectful and humble, others can see Christ in us. Our enemies' accusations then will be empty and only serve to embarrass them. This is keeping our conduct above the line of criticism. God wants to show us honor and lead us, and in return, we must be willing to live with all of our heart and soul for Him. He is the Good Shepherd that we spoke about in our Psalm 23 podcast. The characteristics of a Good Shepherd are that they take care of their flock, strengthen the weak and sick, searching out the lost. They rule lovingly and gently. They gather and protect the sheep. They give their best to the sheep. Now, let's look at what a bad shepherd looks like. These characteristics are they take care of themselves only. Their worries are about their health and well-being. They rule harshly and brutally. They abandon and scatter the sheep. And they keep the best for themselves. But we do know that God's word is true and wonderful. So staying true to God and his word will never disappoint us. No matter how bad the world becomes, obedience to God's law is the only way to achieve real happiness and peace of mind in our temporal world. We're inundated with self-help books, courses, magazine articles, self-proclaimed gurus who have figured out the secret to life. But at the end of the day, these are the very people, some who are well-meaning, that are not there to guide and direct us through the twists and turns of life. However, when we choose to follow God, he sticks closer than a brother. He gives us his spirit for a successful life. We don't need self-help books or others' wise opinions. We have the Bible, which is the greatest book of all time and remains so to this very day. Now that is saying something in a culture that just tosses everything away. 
God does place people into our lives who do offer wise counsel, as evidenced by their fruit-bearing lives, but we must be discerning who these people are and not get fooled by shiny on the outside, but a heart of concrete on the inside. Our prayer to God should be for Him to turn our hearts towards His commandments, statutes, and decrees. His word says he turns the neck of kings any which way he pleases. Our hearts need to be interested in more than temporal money. We need to focus on the shower of blessings awaiting us for our obedience to God's ways. Psalm 119 verse 70 says, Enemies' hearts are dull and stupid. Later, this very psalmist asks God to bring disgrace upon the arrogant people who lied about him, meanwhile promising to concentrate upon his commandments. Are you able to relate to the psalmist? Perhaps you've had a type of enemy in life that just keeps hanging on. It doesn't mean an enemy of flesh and blood. It might be a principality from the evil angel army or a stronghold that you've battled tirelessly in life. When our hearts and minds are freed to focus on what matters the most, God's word, we can be assured God will vindicate us at just the right time. For everything serves God's plan. Sometimes appearances have us and others believing we're knocked down and out for good. No, this is a tactic that God will allow until the right time when he steps in and fights for us. His word promises in Exodus chapter 14, verse 14, he will fight our battles and we will maintain our peace. Psalm chapter 119, verse 107 says, I have suffered much, O Lord, restore my life again, just as you promised. God's word makes us wise. We're not simply amassing knowledge for knowledge's sake. We apply what we learn, prompting a correct heart attitude. Intelligent and experienced people often don't measure up to a child of God whom follows the will of the Father. Walking along in life, it's vital that we keep the Word of God at the center of our heart. When we do this, we avoid stumbling over the potholes in the darkness of life. A pothole here is simply a false teaching attempting to derail us from God's purpose and the truth, who is none other than Jesus. Daily, we must pray for our hearts to be full of discernment. When we apply God's word to our daily lives, it's the best form of medicine for healing any ailment we may be facing. In Psalm chapter 119, verse 161, powerful people harass me without cause, but my heart trembles only at your word. We are to work hard for God, not man. We must act with diligence, responsibility, and integrity. Ultimately, Jesus is our CEO. When we approach work and life in this balanced, enthusiastic manner, our Heavenly Father is said to be well-pleased. This is likened to the many rewards and blessings poured out our way for having the correct heart attitude. Soul love or heart love takes the place of all other love. The soul is the engine of the heart. And this love is seen in our actions. It's fluid. To be fortunate enough to experience this type of love is a tremendous blessing. It's available to anyone who will risk searching for it, knowing that the reward is great that accompanies it. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 23, a father gives wise advice, saying, Above all else, guard your heart, for it affects everything you do. 
This advice seems like a double-edged sword. Our hearts really tell our brain what to do. We feel love here and note our desires too. But it is important to regulate and hem in those desires that will keep us close to God and on track with His best and perfect plan for our lives. True obedience comes from the heart. And what are some of these wise principles or attributes that we can use as guidelines to operate from? When a person's allowing their heart to function as their eyes, their wise, these people exude love, faith, trust in the Lord. They position God as first place on the throne of their hearts. They turn away from evil. Inherently, they know right from wrong, and they will listen to learn. The benefits we can expect to see are many. A few that come to mind are living a long and prosperous life. Scripture says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 4, While enjoying the favor and blessings of God and people, you'll gain a good reputation. These people whose hearts have the attributes we've discussed also share in the benefits of exercising good, sound judgment, success, health, and they're peacemakers among God's people and have his protection. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 9 goes further to instruct that through scripture, God teaches us that his words are plain to anyone with understanding, clear to those who want to learn. Did you catch that? Anyone who willingly wants to learn. In life, we must never stop learning, no matter our age or education. Daily, we can find new things to discover and learn if we're willing. God's word even promises us in Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, Ask me and I will tell you some remarkable secrets about what is going to happen here. God loves to teach his children. All we need to do is ask in prayer. When our heart is wise, attuned, and receptive to God, like King David, we will possess knowledge and discretion with an aptitude for how to use it. Like God, he hates pride, haughty eyes, arrogance, and evil. The person who doesn't want to learn may have haughty eyes, meaning they look down upon others instead of from a place of love like God. However, learners follow the sound advice to let God be our awesome fear and dread. This person will possess common sense, and they give good, sound biblical advice and counsel to others while maintaining a teachable spirit within. If you're wondering how to have a heart like David after God's heart, here's how. Exodus chapter 36 verses 26 and 27 tell us, And I will give you a new heart with a new and right desire, and I'll put a new spirit in you. I'll take out your stony heart of sin and give you a new obedient heart, and I'll put my spirit in you so you will obey my laws and do whatever I command. These two verses are telling us that God wants to make a trade with us. He wants to take away our heart of stony sin and give us a heart deeper than the one underlying shallow soil. He delights in this singleness of heart toward him. In the book of Romans, Paul taught a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. And true circumcision is not a cutting of the body, but a change of heart produced by God's spirit. Whoever has that kind of change seeks praise from God, not from people. The Old Covenant 
from the Old Testament was placed upon a stone. It was based upon the law. It needed to be taught to the people, and it was bound by a legal relationship with God. And then along came the New Covenant from the New Testament, which was placed upon people's hearts. It was based upon desires to love and serve God. It was instinctively known by all, and it was a personal relationship with God. When we understand that God's commands and ways are not burdensome, we can then love God and love others. This will create peace of mind for us. And God even tells us that when we give to him, we shouldn't be embarrassed about the amount if our heart attitude is right. Our outward actions and works do not fool God. He wants us to be sorry for our sins, repentant, and turn back toward him for reconciliation. He knows the secrets of every heart. Therefore, suffering sometimes is not punishment, but merely a battle scar that demonstrates our loyalty to him. In the book of Acts, Paul opened the heart of Lydia through the word, and she became a believer. And we too must never judge a person or situation as hopeless or not ready for the good news. We're all called to go forth making disciples of all nations. The term disciple here means learners. Another way we can maintain and or achieve peace of mind is not to question the Lord about his timing for justice. This is what the weeping prophet Jeremiah did in chapter 12 verses 1 through 3. He says, Lord, you always give me justice when I bring a case before you. Now let me bring you this complaint. Why are the wicked so prosperous? Why are evil people so happy? You've planted them and they've taken root and prospered. Your name is on their lips, but in their hearts, they give you no credit at all. But as for me, Lord, you know my heart. You see me and test my thoughts. Drag these people away like helpless sheep to be butchered. Set them aside to be slaughtered. Jeremiah knew God would eventually enact justice. We need to be careful about demanding justice from God. If we all truly receive justice and not his mercy, we would all be in trouble because that is what we all deserve. We are called instead to be humble, seeking God's favor and grace. His word promises to give grace to the humble as he sets himself against the proud. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 13 says, As a result, Christ will make your hearts strong, blameless, and holy. When you stand before God our Father on that day, when our Lord Jesus comes with all those who belong to him, Christ will gather all believers who've died and are alive into one united family under his rule. And so today I want to leave you with this reminder about God's guardrails for safekeeping. We may think these restrictions placed on us by him are only to curtail the good life, yet it's really just the opposite. God's laws are to free us so we can be all he created us to be. His laws are in place to keep us at our best. These guidelines are in place to help us in following his path and plan while avoiding destructive paths leading to failed plans. Friends, today, if you want to become a child of God and spend eternity in heaven, not elsewhere, then I invite you to pray this prayer of invitation to Jesus. Simply repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I repent and turn away from my sins. Come into and take up residence within my heart. 
I believe your blood was shed for all who believe that you took on the sin of humanity at the cross of Calvary. Amen. And friends, if you prayed that prayer of salvation, I believe you were saved and born again spiritually. Your next step is to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal himself to you. And get into a good Bible-based church to surround yourself with other believers. Now, let me be the first to congratulate you on the most important decision that you have ever made. Congratulations, and God bless you. And as you go out into the world, remember this benediction. It comes from Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. And it does encompass six blessings. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. Amen. And friends, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available most days during the week. A special Kid Talk podcast will air on Wednesdays. Tune in along with your children for your favorite Bible stories that you grew up with. We'll be discussing and sharing Jesus's unlimited power in our present day lives. We delve into many topics such as forgiveness, how to be joyful, and what love and action looks like, and many more topics. I invite you and your friends to come alongside me as we embark on a podcast of adventure and exploration of life together. So please join me. And if you like this podcast, make sure to like and subscribe so you'll get the latest episodes when they become available. And much of today's podcast was referencing my book, The Grace and Peace of God, Love Wins. If you found the content to be inspiring or interesting, you can pick up a copy of my book from my website, pampastorcopywriting.com or at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or Dorrance.com. And if you're unable to afford a copy, please write to me and I'll find a way to get a free copy into your hands. And if you know anyone who may be interested in this material, please share a copy with them too. Until next time, be blessed.